from Nelnet Renewable Energy. This, this, this is What's Up. Hello, everybody. Uh, welcome back to another episode of What's Up, presented by uh, Nelnet Renewable Energy. I'm really excited to have you on today. Uh, we just had a great conversation with Cassie and Dre Chathams from Chathams Logistics. Um, Ch- uh, Cassie and Dre run Chathams Logistics and focus and specialize in uh, recycling for uh, different commercial companies uh, across tons of different industries. Uh, really, I think you're going to learn a lot from this conversation. And uh, without further ado, let's jump right in. All right. Uh, thanks, everybody, for jumping in today. Uh, appreciate everybody uh, tuning in. Um, we're joined today by uh, Cassie Andre uh, Chathams from um, uh, Chathams Logistics. Um, thank you both for joining us today. Um, we're really excited to have you on the program. Um, and uh, yeah, welcome. Thank you for having us. Um, yeah, so we, uh, for those of you, or for those listeners who are joining us today, um, can you can you uh, tell us just a little bit about what your company does um, and maybe just kind of give us a little bit of history on, on what, uh, you know, why you wanted to start the company? Yeah, so um, basically we are a commercial recycling company. Um, so we specialize in helping companies either implement a new recycling program or expand a current recycling program that they have um, just to kind of help streamline some of their processes. Um, We kind of got started, it was pretty organic from a sense that we started really on providing labor for companies and it sort of grew from there based on a little bit of the, the needs and the gaps that we were seeing in a lot of the companies that we were servicing. Um, Just from helping from a labor standpoint, move and sort of consolidate some of their recycling materials. Um, And yeah, sort of grew from there based on needs and different trends in the industry. I have like a little bit of a fun anecdote. Um, Our um, director of EPC services, Eric, he is the co-founder of our previous um, uh, Jeremy Solar uh, before we were acquired by Nelnet. And he talks about this picture and he showed it, I think at like our big company meeting. And it was the recycling area that we had when we were on a solar site. And the team that was out there, like organized all, uh, the pallets and, um, the recyclables, like in a perfect way, but it, it did take them time. Um, but, Eric was so excited about this picture that he's like, look how great this looks. Look how great this recycling looks. Um, Because, I mean, to your point of it's just, I don't know, it's not like front of mind always for commercial um, to really take the time to to parcel that stuff out and make sure that that we are doing a really good job, um, especially with our mission, with solar being our main one. Um, so definitely appreciate what you're doing. And, um, if you guys have more pictures, I know you sent some over, but if you guys ever have a pretty array of, um, organization, (laughs) the most efficient way is definitely the prettiest way. So keeping everything as tight and lined up as possible is the Mm -hmm. best to do it, to fit as much in as you can. So yeah, it definitely, (laughs) our trucks come looking very pretty. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, 
So can you, can you talk to us a little bit more about what is a recycling management program? Um, so basically, obviously every big company is going to produce wasted materials. Um, a lot of those materials end up going into a landfill. Um, when your business isn't based off of recycling, so if you do tech or if you do you know, groceries, or if you do dental supplies, that's what you're focusing on. You're not focusing on what do I do with the the cardboard that these materials came in? What do I do with the plastic that they came in? Because you just, that's not your business model. You don't have time for that. Um, so you're pretty much just producing waste as a byproduct, and it can be very time consuming to try to figure out where all that could go can this be recycled? Can this not be recycled? Who can take it? When can they take it? I have another shipment coming in, so I need it gone. So it just kind of is um, a process to educate companies in order to show them what can be recycled, where to put it. And that's kind of where we really want to come in and streamline that process for companies to sort of show them this is what will take for you. This is what can be recycled, repurposed, and sort of get a sense of what they're currently doing and then get it cleared for them. Um, so when I said that we kind of started with the labor, that's sort of a big piece of it. If we can bring in our own people to sort of sort that and clear their floors, then that helps companies to be more efficient in their day-to-day -day work. Um, so just sort of implementing really just an, an overall picture of where these materials can go instead of the landfill. Wow, yeah, so um, it, it sounds like obviously there's like a ton of, uh, you know, efficiency improvements that could be made, you know, if you bring in, you know, if you brought in like, you know, your company to assist with recycling, just waste processing and all of that. Right. Um, you know, I I guess my, one of my questions I have is, you know, what um, what like what motivates companies to come to you and say, hey, look, like, you know, is it more of like a, a business practical case, like we're struggling to figure out what to do with this? Or is it maybe a mix of like, hey, we're in the kind of the environmental, we have like corporate, you know, climate goals we want to hit. Um, do, the, does that, or do they maybe fall into like two different buckets there? Or is one more be more common than the other? I think, unfortunately, it's more money as a motivator. <laughs> so there are a lot of companies who, if they want to be more sustainable or they want to achieve some sort of um, award or certificate, if they're if that's sort of where they they want their business to be personally, if that's kind of their company culture, um, then that's something that a lot of people will come to us with a concern about. Um, but I think more so the concern is just the efficiency. Um, a lot of the companies that we work with are do have a warehouse. So it's either a processing or a distribution center. Um, and they're just looking to free up space, free up time, and free up money. Um, so a lot of what we do is we're able to kind of because we can take everything and we sort of figure it out on the back end where to go with all of it, we can take things that maybe we won't get as much money for because we're taking materials additionally that we can get money for. And that's sort of a a little bit of a profit for us that we can also pass on to companies that we work with. Um, so I think that that's kind of a big motivator is if this is just going into the trash, what can we do with it instead that's going to give us more money and help the environment? <laughs> yeah, definitely. I mean, a lot of times like what we've, well, you know, what we, we see, especially when we service clients who want, you know, they want they want solar, let's say, on their roof. 
um, you know, the commercial level, it's, you know, obviously there's financial gains there. Um, and, and, you know, I think a lot of times, right, that's very similar. Like that's the motivator, save a ton of money. And then the environmental aspect is kind of just like the frosting or the, the sprinkles on top. Um, I guess, and sorry, Marie, I know you probably want to answer another quick question or ask another question, but I guess if, if I, if we were like a client, if we were a potential client, we came to you, um, like how would we, um, you know, what, what would you like start off by, you know, by, or how would you start off by working with us? Would you start by like build, you know, assisting us with building processes, kind of build everything from the ground up, or would you just say like, you know, here's, here's what we can do. So what we like to do is we like to physically come in and see what your operation currently looks like. We don't want to reinvent the wheel. If you already have something that's working for you, let's go with that and build on that. If you don't have anything, then we want to see if you don't have any program, then we want to come in and see exactly what materials you're working with. And then from that, we can kind of go to our existing network of vendors and sort of see, okay, this can go here. This can go there. And then we from there, we could go with logistics. Okay, we need one dock door to put um, a truck at. And we will service it on X and Y days, depending on your schedule. Our labor will be here on X and Y days to fill up the trucks. Um, we have a um, technology feature, like an app that we use on our end that we also pass on to our customers. So they can actually go in and kind of dispatch and say, okay, the truck is getting 80% full. So we're going to need someone to come switch it out tomorrow. Um, and that kind of works in a, a, a symbiotic way where we're sort of making the process as headache free as possible for the customer. Um, and then obviously making money for both parties. So, um, yeah, we definitely like to get, get in and see what, what you're working with currently, um, materials and program wise, and then go from there with the best, you know, the best options. So when you, so say a, a, a truck is full and it's the day for you guys to go and pick it up, where does all of that stuff go? The truck goes back and it sounds like you guys have a warehouse or a facility to sort everything. Yeah. And um, what else happens with that? Like, do you guys have special um, uh, other facilities that you work with to say, okay, they they want copper, they want computers, they want this and that exactly so kind of like we more or less call it like an audit when we come in we would say okay if you have um, plastic number five we would go in and make sure that we have a vendor on the other end who wants that so when the truck is full that's who we already have you know it's set up with to go take it to there um and we can kind of you know separate it as needed um and that we do have a couple facilities and we have vendors that we work with that do separate it for us as well. Um, so if there are multiple materials, we would figure that out on the audit side at the beginning and then sort of give them a heads up that, hey, we're going to have truckloads on X, Y days coming to um, your facility. Did you want to add anything? Um, <laughs> well, I, 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 hello, everyone. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> One of the biggest things that we, we try to do is, um, like she said, we have vendors everywhere. We try to work with vendors that are willing to take multiple things. So it's not um, a headache for the vendor as well as the, the customer. So 
we try to groom most of our vendors, which we have to be able to sustain our business model of saying that we take everything. Um, I will be honest that not all of our location does that, but we're, we're working towards it. But um, that is one of our, our benefits of creating a network that we have is that they're willing to, you know, work with us in the sense of taking everything and sorting it on site. And if they can't process it, then we process it um, through the uh, through our other vendors that she said that we already kind of established. So, for example, if we work with a pallet yard and up until now, all they've been doing is taking pallets, we can say, hey, if you guys invest in a cardboard baler and put it in your facility, then now we can bring you cardboard and pallets. You guys can expand your business. And now we can put both of those materials on the same truck because they're going to the same place. OK, yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. Sorry, Mary, go ahead. I need you to um, tell me this and. Maybe our editors will need to edit this question, but this has been a domestic um, <laughs> conversation with my husband and I, pallets. So I worked a long, long time ago at Petco and everything would be shipped in on the pallets. We would then disperse it among the store and then the pallets would go out back and at, we had to lock that area because it was said like people will come and steal the pallets. So I was telling my husband this and he makes fun of me all the time. Every time now that we see a pallet, he's like, should we grab that? It, it's, it's expensive. So can you please tell Ryan, <laughs> are those things that are sought after and do are those things that are recycled and, and have a value to them? Very much so. <laughs> Thank you. But I will say that they are just like any other commodity. The, they go up and down. So there's a lot of, there's only a couple big players in the pallet industry, a couple companies who do just pallets. And unfortunately, they do have a lot of pull on the price of pallets. They can affect it one way or another easily. Um, so right now, pallets are down, but right now the cost of paper is up. So they it all ebbs and flows, and it being able to do all the materials really stabilizes your business. Um, there's a lot of pallet companies right now, smaller, like mom and pop pallet companies who are struggling because these bigger companies have adjusted the price of pallets, and if all they do is pallets, now they don't have a ton of money coming in. Right. So it definitely so. <laughs> fluctuates, but yes, if you have a lot of pallets, keep them locked up because people will come and take yeah. them. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, I, I'm kind of similar. I, I I drive down the street and I see pallets, and I I I, I joke with uh, Cassie and say, "Should we stop and grab those? Actually, <laughs> yeah, because they are. I see 40 of them. That actually equates to this, you know. So it 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 is. Uh, it's 400 dollars right now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It is one of those situations where they are the the most sought after, I would say, uh, recyclables uh, that people will just drive to the back of a, a pet coat and, and try to pick them up. You know, they are worth something. So <laughs> you're not wrong at all. <laughs> well, I appreciate it. I'm I'm going home so happy today. That's the first thing I'm going to say. Um, and, and I think, you know, what you guys are doing is incredible because you know, I was young, very young when I worked there. However, I do know back then and even now, I don't think a lot of people know what to do with that stuff. They don't know, what do I do? It's taking up space. 
Um, and so it's incredible that you guys are, are out there, you know, with onboarding new companies of, of that education component. That's just so important when it comes to sustainability, recycling, all of that. Um, I do want to ask, what is one of the things, the number one thing that most companies you service are shocked to learn? Um, I think what we just said. So if we're going in and educating a company who has no idea what they're doing, I think the biggest misconception is that recycling is expensive. And I think that's kind of what steers people away a lot. Um, I think it actually turns out to be kind of quite the opposite where, like we've talked about, that you can actually get rebates for a lot of these things. You can actually make money selling a lot of these things because companies will companies are in business strictly just to repurpose this. But again, it's finding that right business that's doing it, negotiating the price and trying to negotiate a schedule on when they can do the pickup. That's all really time consuming for companies. And so that's kind of why we want to eliminate that, do all of that logistical stuff on our end, and then say to the company we're servicing, we'll take care of everything. Just put your stuff here and we'll do the rest. So I think, um, Definitely the the cost component is is most surprising to people. And are there any industries that are trickier to work with? So you mentioned food service, and I know just from being a, a homeowner, there's some stuff we just can't recycle because there's food like pizza boxes. Right. Um, is there any industries that you guys, you know, it takes a little bit more diligence on your end to say, okay, it would be okay to work there, or there's a lot of parameters that come with this industry. I think um, construction is hard because it depends on, so a lot of say drywall, for example, there's a ton of different types of drywall. So was this drywall already repurposed or is this brand new drywall and that sort of depends on where it would need to go um and a lot of cities every city every municipality has different rules around what can go where so there are a lot of times where you kind of have to check and see like does this municipality take this plastic or do we have to find another vendor in you know another state even and ship it because this state doesn't take this type of plastic. So it is a lot of, um, it is tricky in that the, the workarounds, you know, obviously there's 50 different states with 50 different rules and laws. So that does make it tricky, but um, I would say that there's always a solution <laughs> that we have found. It, it might take a little bit to get to it, but there's, there's always somebody who wants something. Yeah, if I can. Sorry. Yeah, I would say it all goes back to truly education. You know, it's it's it's, it's it, even with us, we we continue to want to educate ourselves on what we can and can't do in the industry. But you know, uh, that's what our job is: is uh, educate ourselves, find out where to take certain things. So yes, it is tricky, but that's that's kind of what our company comes in and take care of. And we have people that can do the research and are willing and want to do the research, but I feel like everything comes back to education and not only for the customer, for our soul ourselves as well. We learn about a new material every week. And <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I guess to tack on to Marie's original question, what's, you know, in, in both of your experience, you know, working in this industry, 
what's what's like maybe one of the most like unique either substances or materials that you you know a client calls you and they're like hey you know we need you to recycle xyz and you're like oh man you know what what do i do with this uh is there like have you guys ever had an example like that uh those wires yeah so it's (laughs) actually a few things you know it's it's you could get complicated with the the metals, you know, because they come in all different forms. Like, so um, I guess one of, example of that is we were working with a company that got rid of some wires. So that incorporates plastic and metal, the copper metal, which is very. But each wire, some were copper underneath, <laughs> yeah. some were z- um, zinc underneath yeah, or something. Yeah. So, yeah, the, our, our option was to s- strip every wire and put the plastic one place and put the metal <laughs> sorted that way. <laughs> so yeah, it did take us educating ourselves, okay, what company would take this? Is it just a metal company that would take this or 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 will, you know, do we have to send it to a plastic, you know? So it was one of those things that, you know, it that was a, you know, a, a time that we had no clue of like, hey, I thought all wires were built the same, you know? So then it educated us like, okay, they're not all built the same. Right. So now we got to take that in consideration. Um, so I say um, that is one of the things. And also with food, you know, we were, you know, again, we were in the recycle business for um, pallets, cardboard, um, things of that nature. And then we had a customer call like, okay, well, you guys take this. Would you take this food that has a shelf life? And it's like, okay, well, we did the research. We educated ourselves. Yes, we will. We know exactly what we can do that. That can actually be repurposed. And we were able to, you know, instead of them going into a landfill, take it and actually repurpose it uh, with another company. That's that's what they specialize in. Hopefully that answered your question. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. Definitely. Um, yeah, that's interesting. Like when I think of like really exotic, like waste, you know, I think of like weird metals or like, you know, some like like new nu- like nuclear waste, right? Like that that seems like pretty pretty. We haven't, we haven't ventured into the hazardous waste well, yet. <laughs> a little bit. We're educating ourselves on now. And we're so, still working on that. So now we just met a partner that takes the waste. Like so like you just said, like it you never think of that stuff, but that is a part of of, of our our society that the 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 dangerous waste. So we're we're again that's a little bit harder to get into, but at the same time we know that is a need. So we are creating a, a sector that actually we do have a vendor that will take um, toxic waste. Um, I will say we have not ventured to use them yet. A customer has not had that, but that is a, a part of it as well, that we are educating ourselves on it to know that it, it's- There's a lot of red tape around that. It is, it is. <laughs> so it's one of those yeah. things. But yeah, we also, in terms of the food, we um, have started kind of exploring working with commercial composters um, and sort of just learning what they'll take, what they won't, um, how they kind of want things mixed and sorted um, so that we can kind of provide that on the customer side as well. That's that's so cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I feel like you guys could meet anybody from any industry and they either have the need or there's somebody that takes that, you know, whatever. Companies on board with keeping everything, you know, because a lot of people want stuff separate. So as long as the company is on board, we can pretty much make anything happen. That's sort of yeah. what, and that's how we want people to think of us. And, you know, we, we want to be able to take as much as we possibly can so that it's not, you know, going to a landfill. Yeah. Um, 
I guess actually this brings me back to a, a, a few years ago, we did a interview on this podcast where uh, we spoke with um, essentially like another company that they they basically accepted solar panels in their entirety. And then inside their factory, they they divided them into like the silicon, the metals, you know, all of that stuff. Right. And then, you know, the glass, especially. Um, <laughs> do you find when you work with your vendors on the back end, like, are they more accepting of saying like, all right, here's kind of the the wire with the metal and all the plastic kind of inside it, or is it more of, hey, no, if we're going to take this right, we want everything split out into the individual kind of components? I would say it, it's, again, it goes back to the famous, the education of it. If we can show the vendor how they can profit off of it, most vendors don't have a problem. They just don't, are not aware of what right. they're supposed to do. Usually they have the equipment, they have everything on site. So we just show them like once we learn it from a a, a vendor that does it all day, every day, we kind of bring that to them. And that kind of helps them expand their business as well, because now they they can take on more. So um, I would say. um, So, for example, the wires. Um, when we brought them to the the facility, the copper is so valuable that they were willing to do all of the stripping and s- sorting themselves because they wanted that copper. And so it was worth it for them. So it's just kind of a, um, a, a give and take, um, kind of like what I was saying earlier, where we'll take the stuff that's not necessarily worth anything in order to get the the materials that are worth something, because that sort of evens out our profit margin and that's kind of how a lot of a lot of vendors that we work with that's sort of their philosophy too and and if we can show the vendors how they can actually profit on it again they're more willing to to actually add it to their um uh everyday practice as well you know no again i guess everyone's motivated at the end of the day by some type of form of compensation and long as they the company knows that they can be compensated for it and we can educate them on that then it definitely um that we haven't ran into a vendor that just says no you know like we're not even going to do it you know because again like like we always said like we've been saying it's it's value in pretty much everything you know you just got to figure out how to retrieve that value and that brings up too so you know Doing all this, and Cassie, you said it, it's to keep the stuff out of landfills. And so what are the potential losses companies are facing by placing some of these goods that you've mentioned just right in the trash? Um, Well, obviously, the environmental impact is huge. Um, but like we said, it is a a loss of actual dollars and cents, Um, you know, spending that time is just not efficient for most companies. Um, And so rebates that are coming in the form of either eliminating certain service costs or all the way to actually getting paid for these, you know, quote unquote, unwanted materials. um, That's something that a company is going to lose out on if they're just throwing it away. Um, So, yeah, I would say, obviously, the the environmental impact is also is also huge. So that's something that we do want to push and sort of make that as a front of mind thing for these companies so that it's kind of something that they're they're sitting on. you know, just kind of stroking their ego a little bit, if you will, saying you're doing something good for the environment by doing this. Um, that kind of seems to to motivate people a little bit to to keep those materials out of the landfill um, and avoid kind of those those losses. Wow, that's that's yeah, that's that's really interesting. Um, 
Well, we, you know, we really appreciate all, you know, fielding all of our questions today and, you know, and going through, you know, just probably a lot of these questions maybe seems kind of like they were like, you know, more on the, the green side of things than like more of the expertise, you know, but we're really excited to, uh, we were really excited to have this with, with you both. Um, you know, I guess before we kind of break and jump off here, um, is there anything that you would like to communicate to the listeners and also, you know, where could listeners potentially find you, you both and your company? Um, so our website, chathamslogistics.com. Um, we're also on LinkedIn and Facebook, Chathams Logistics. Um, but yeah, basically we just, we, I would say the educational side is just huge for us. We're passionate about it. We're happy to chat about it. Um, we love to hear what companies are currently doing, um, because that just kind of gets our gears turning and allows us to sort of implement a program here and then that allows us to implement it with the next company um so no two programs are the same we love chatting with people on what they're currently doing and how we can help we got to live on this earth so you know let's take care of it and mm -hmm. just educate everybody that is is always a way you know just long as you're willing to do a little bit of research and you know it's definitely um benefits everyone well awesome yeah thank you both again we really appreciate it thanks for coming on Thank you so Thank much you for guys. having us. Thank you for having us.